Kirsten. We've served in church leadership for over two decades. And most of that, we've been on staff together. We're here to talk about our faith, family, and ministry. Welcome to Under the Hood. How about those Chiefs? <laughs> I'm so happy for you, babe. Oh, that Your was so awesome. Won. It was amazing. It's our family team. I've adopted them a little bit here. Well, you've, ad- you've adopted the Chiefs as your team because the Bears are terrible. <laughs> I don't have any words to, like, I can't rebuttal. Now, they've got some good pieces. But anyway, let's not talk about the Bears. We're talking the about the Chiefs. Chiefs. I that know it game, was such a fun that, game. That game on Sunday was so incredible. And it's their third Super Bowl in four years. Of course, they lost the one to Tom Brady, but... But um, Ugh, that was yeah. it was I was going nuts. It was great, and so I knew. Here's what I knew: at the when the when the the Eagles scored to their touchdown in the fourth quarter, and they got the two point conversion, they tied it up. And I knew that Chief, the Chiefs had the ball with about five five and a half minutes to go, and I was like, if they would just hold on to the ball, just drive it down the field, in, and just hold on the ball until we got to the very end. Don't give it back to the Eagles. And, and just kick a field goal. I called it out five minutes to go. You run out the clock, kick a field goal, and win. And it's exactly what happened. It's almost like you could have been the coach. I should have been paid for my coaching. I mean, you could have been on the sideline influencing. Well, because Andy Reid didn't know that before I said it. Right. And so he would have never thought to do that. Right. But it worked out perfect. It was a great Super Bowl. It was a great game. Well, I think everybody's heart stopped when they saw him fall at the one yard line and on purpose to because they were trying to run out the clock and then yeah, score no, a field goal. And everybody's like, what are they doing? No, I was screaming. Go down, take a knee, don't go out of bounds, stop. Because it would have been, honestly, at that point in the game, Eagles were out of, you know, they didn't have any timeouts, couldn't stop the clock. It might have been better off for them to let him score because they were they were actually to preserve you, the clock if you go back and watch they were actually kind of getting out of his way so that he could run it in and score a touchdown and we're like what's going on oh they want him to score so they'll have more time with the ball i don't exactly know what's going through their mind but but he i think they would have been happy for him to score it would stop the clock kick the ball off and then that would give the eagles a chance to come down and tie it up because their offense was pretty incredible the chiefs had trouble stopping them but when he took a knee inbounds and the clock kept going I knew that was it. It's it. First down, it's done. It was fun. It was fun to watch. But for those of you who are listening who could care less about sports, we know that you really want to know, what did we eat at our Super Bowl party? All right. Well, go ahead. That's your department. I was going to say, well, we made sliders on Hawaiian bread rolls. And they it was were the amazing. first time I watched like this TikTok video and you can make like sheet pan um Sliders. Yeah, you, so, you roll out the ground beef like you're rolling out cookie dough or yeah. bread. <laughs> no, for, and you, for anyone who doesn't like meat, this might sound gross, but it was super easy. You bake it in the oven, and then I pulled it out, and we put some cheese and some onions, and I put it on the Hawaiian rolls that you, you cut and You just half. cut the whole loaf yep. in half and you just made it, a bit, and, then you, and then you divided it up. Yep, it was so easy. It was like... Way easier than I even thought it would be, yeah. and, and everybody was. And then we also water. had we also had a crock pot full of Smokies that were drowned in Wright's barbecue sauce. Oh, yes. And I'm just going to say this: if you've never, I love Wright's barbecue sauce. It's my favorite barbecue sauce. However, it's not for Smokies. Oh, 
That's my opinion. Now, I love it, and it was good. Don't get me wrong. The flavor was great, but I'm used to having Smokies where the barbecue sauce just, it, it's drowned in it. It's just dripping off. The rice barbecue sauce thinned out, and it was a little watery once it warmed up. So if you put Casey's Masterpiece or Sweet Baby Ray's or one of those barbecue sauce, it doesn't thin out like that. And so when you actually scoop your Smokies onto your plate, you, you're scooping up like sauce. Yeah. You know, it, it but no, don't get me wrong. Flavor wise, they were amazing. Joe's kind of a smoky person. I'm smoky. Um, we also had chips and dip. Yep. All you you made a you dip. made a brand new um, homemade jalapeno cream dip. Yeah, creamy jalapeno dip. It was, it was good. delicious. And then and then friends brought over uh, pigs in a blanket. And um, chocolate covered strawberries. And chocolate covered pretzel sticks. Yep. And what else do we have? We we had uh, all I, kinds of oh, chips. I and, made I made that pineapple um, dump cake, and it was really good. It was a little too good. I was like, mm, this is good. We had um, we had pretzel was, bites, and we had white queso. Yeah, that was in a small little crock pot. So you have chips and queso, or I think most people just dip their pretzels into the queso. Because I've heard, um, like most people don't care about the game, but they care about the snacks and the food, and so that's why most people go to Super Bowl well, party. Well, at our, at our Super Bowl party, like, I, I love Super Bowl parties, but I had, because the Chiefs were in it, I had to draw a line in the sand. I was like, listen, only serious football watchers in the living room, everyone else, get in the kitchen or get out. If you if you want to be in the living room and talk football, we fine. We can tell that our but conversation got I, a little carried away when we turned <laughs> the volume up. We're like, mm. That was my only recourse. When I heard all this chatter around and I could not hear the TV, I just cranked it up and everybody's like, oh, we're being too loud. And I'm like, so it was like, I didn't <laughs> have to, work. I never had to say anything, never had to scold anybody, never had to be that version of Joe. And I just turned it up so loud that nobody else could talk and like, oh, are we being too loud? And I'm like, hmm. Well, our life group came over. We had a good time. We love them. We it, celebrated. It wasn't that big a deal. but Most I most of us were celebrating. Some of the us were there just for the snacks. But it, it was it was a fun time. So And I'm just happy for you. And our son, Brock, is a huge Chiefs fan. And that you guys get to celebrate another win. And I got to walk out on stage on Sunday morning with my Mahomes wig on. I broke it out. I did that back in uh, their first Super Bowl three years ago, four years ago. But I thought it was time to bring out the Mahomes wig. So I I came out and I threw out more cereal. And I think that's become a tradition. So for those of you that don't know, or maybe you're not a part of our church. So every for the last three times the Chiefs got in the Super Bowl, um, we, as a family, yeah. we go up the week before to Kansas City because the whole city's just fun. Everybody's wearing Chief jersey. You know, you go to Hy-Vee, which is one of the Chiefs' big sponsors, and they've got, like, all their bakery, all their – everything's just all Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. they got clothes. It's just fun. And um, so the last couple of years, I've gone up and I've bought a cereal, which is called Mahomes Crunch. And I bring back boxes of that stuff, and every service, I throw it out to people. And this year, I could tell that it had become a tradition because as soon as the Chiefs – Won the AFC championship and they were going to the Super Bowl. I had people asking, reach out for, are you bringing us Mahomes Crunch again? <laughs> it was expected. So I went to Hy-Vee last, uh, before the Super Bowl and they did not have Mahomes Crunch. I'm like, where's the, because I'm, I was expecting like in the middle of the store to have big pallets of Mahomes Crunch, which is what they have in years past, but they didn't have that. I'm like, where's the Mahomes Crunch? And one of the employees goes, well, we no longer carry Mahomes Crunch. I'm like, what? And then they said, <laughs> it's now called 
Kelsey's Crunch. So they rebranded it from from Mahomes to Kelsey, but it's the same thing. In fact, I'm looking at my brand new box of Kelsey's Crunch, and then also um, in so which I which is good. That gives him some props. Oh yeah, it's the same cereal, but but so I have each box from every Super Bowl, and then in front of the box, I've got the Super Bowl logo, and um, from and so a little cookie. So Hy-Vee every year they do a big cookie, like a little 15 inch cookie tray or 13 inch, whatever it is. I could care less about the cookie. In the middle, they put the. We actually threw most of it away. We have the Super Bowl logo. It's a little plastic piece that's just like a cake topper, if you will. So every year, I bought one of those just for the topper, and so I put it in front of my. um, So I put it in front of. Maybe we can post in the show notes a picture of my Kelsey's Crunch. What was really cool is on social media during the Super Bowl and after, um, people that we had thrown the Kelsey's Crunch out Uh to the people in our church. They actually posted pictures of them holding it. It was a lot of fun, and I did. I have to admit, though. Man, I feel I feel bad. Um, you hit a lady on the head. I did. <laughs> I, I, you're like you're no Mahomes. I, I am no Mahomes. My pass came up short, <laughs> and it and it uh, kind of nicked her in the head, and I felt terrible. And um, well, I would have yelled something obnoxious like that, but I didn't want to draw attention to myself because then you would have drawn me into part of the conversation. I was like, yeah, I better. She stand was this. kind. I don't know if this was the right thing to do or not, but I put my head, my hand on her forehead, and prayed. <laughs> You know, it's like, Lord, <laughs> a lot of people laugh. I, she was gracious and kind. No, that and was funny. She laughed it off. And I was, th- I, I think she laughed it off. I, I hope so. Yeah, um, it was good. But anyway, it was, it was a lot of fun. And, and, um, and it's just a great, great, and great now win. Football season has come to an end. I know. This is our son Neil's favorite season of the year. Cause we watch a lot of football on Sunday afternoons and <laughs> yeah. now, now Neil, Neil just kind of disappears during the football games. And now Brock, he's my, my youngest, he's my football yeah. watcher, but no. So now we, Neil we will come out of his cave. <laughs> he was like, he'd be like the groundhog. It's we'll winter like, over. What are we going to do on Sunday? Now we go to church and then we used to watch football, but now we'll, well, I'm pretty dead on Sunday afternoons. Yeah, I saw true. this meme the other day where it showed a panda bear laying flat on its back, almost upside down, arms and legs just spread out. And it goes, pastors most Sunday afternoons. Like, yes. <laughs> yes, that is that is true. That's that's me. I'm pretty much hit the couch. I'm pretty much spent at the on Sunday afternoons. But speaking of of Super Bowl food, um, I saw that you brought something in with you today that did not make an appearance. No. At, what is that? This one for today while we do our po- podcast. There's this new trend going around because Oreo just came out with a new Oreo. And if you don't know anything about it, I'm here to tell you that I've seen a few things on social media about the new Oreo called Most that's what most, it's just called. The most Oreo. Now, before, first it was Oreo, then they went to double stuffed, and then they went to Mega. Mega. And now this, is this bigger than a Mega? Uh, apparently, and it's got like cookies and cream flavoring in the middle. And so I thought we would bring it in and and we could try it here today and let people know. So let me open it up. Because this is why people tune into this podcast. They want to know. Well, I mean. Oh, that is a big one. Look at that. Here, I'll pass I'll describe what's happening. Kirsten just opened the top of the package and that is definitely bigger than a double stuffed Oreo. Yeah, this is most. It's most. It's Oh, it looks like two or three layers of the cream. It wow. is, um, and it's a little. Um, it's not as. Um, it's not 
it's not as firm as the other Oreo. So, okay, are you going to get one and we'll all try it at the, at the same time? I, I better. That way all our mouths are full and none of us can talk. <laughs> you know, okay, now, so this you, is, are you going to take a bite or are you going to pop the tops off and eat the middle? Because there's multiple no, I, ways to I eat have, Oreos. I know, but I have to have it all together. All right, all right. Okay, let's, we're going to give you a minute. If you hate to hear the sound of crunching. <laughs> I'm going to bite mine right into the microphone. I'm going to give everybody the full experience. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Mm. It tastes like an Oreo. Mm-hmm. Well... I wouldn't expect Very it to good. not taste like an Oreo. Now, can it's I... It's got a lot of filling. But you know yeah. what this would be really good with? Do you ever make homemade milkshakes? Abby, with your kids? No. Yes, this would. I've never oh, come made on, a homemade Abby. Okay, can I read Abby. something? <laughs> Abby, okay, you don't so give your kids ice cream and milkshakes? <laughs> no. If you make homemade milkshakes, these would be really good in a homemade milkshake. Can I, can I read something to you? Please. There's 18 servings in this container, and a serving size is one cookie. Uh-oh. Serving size You're one cookie. Some really good news here. There is 110 calories in one cookie. <gasps> wow. Five grams of fat in one cookie. One cookie. The saturated fat is two grams, but total fat is five. But there's no trans fat. <laughs> Always looking on the bright there, side. There are 15 grams of carbs, 10 grams of sugar, and then right below it it says includes 10 grams of added sugar, so 20 percent <laughs> of the cookie. Oh my word. Let's read the ingredients. Um, there's no, now it lists. <laughs> we pronounce the words. It lists vitamin D, 0%. Calcium, 0%. Iron, 0.5 mega, milligrams, MG? Milligrams. Oh, come on, man. 2%. Potassium, 0%. Um, ingredients, number one, sugar. Number two, unbleached enriched flour. Do I need to go on? <laughs> <laughs> that means he doesn't know any of the words after that. <laughs> Cody can't eat it. It's got Sam. <laughs> anyway. Oh my word. Well, I will say this. <laughs> Abby it's, hasn't finished hers yet. It's <laughs> she started reading stuff and she was like, her eyes, her eyes got real big, like, mm, is it worth it? <laughs> I will say it's it's a little rich. I don't know if I like the cookie part or the filling the most, but I do think the most Oreo would be great in an Oreo milkshake. Yeah, this is not an Oreo that you would just sit and eat like four or five in a row. Well, if you do, we'd like to hear from you. <laughs> I mean, you could. Because if you like the most Oreo, I mean, I if you haven't that, seen it, it's like in a black and white package, and it's got... That is probably the strongest cookies and cream flavor I've yeah. ever tasted in a cookie. Yeah, it's... But it's, it's... I need a drink. You need some milk with we, this. I need a milkshake now. And just for those who are still listening, Abby has still not eaten the rest of her. <laughs> she she's, she did break it in two pieces she's and she's not sure. It's not it's hard. Sure. <laughs> oh, I gotta take a picture of her now. It, the ratio's off. There's too much cream for the cookie. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's, it's a lot of filling. So anyway, um, check out the new Oreo. Let us know what you think. It's Valentine's week this week. Do you know how many Valentines we've been together? Um, how, many, how many Valentines have we spent together? Me and you? Yeah. Or me and someone else. Oh my word. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, 20 some. Yeah, 25. Wow. 25 Valentines. Has it been that many? Yep. 
And I don't recall one thing. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, you're about to say, I don't recall one thing you've ever gotten me. What What is one thing you've gotten me? Well, early I got you, I remember one Valentine's Day, I got you a really nice necklace. Yeah, I spent I a lot of money. I that necklace. You never wear it. So what does that mean? <laughs> the love is broken. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Valentine's is pretty low key, but. Um, we usually go out for dinner together. We do? I think so. Don't we? Oh. Yeah, we do. Don't we? Okay. we usually, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> We're lame. I was going to say, I think back in the day when you're like, when you're first dating someone, it's like, that's a weird holiday. I can imagine that just being an awkward holiday. And I don't, and that's why I don't think I remember like our first Valentine together. Do you? <sighs> when did we start dating? <laughs> We met in college. No, oh, hold on a minute. Long. So time this ago. would be, we started dating in. Well, we kind of started dating, and then we weren't dating. <laughs> what year was that? Um, I was a senior in college, so I graduated in '98. So we got together somewhere around there. Yeah, I think I. Well, I'll say this: Joe and I both met at Ozark Christian College, and it was 1996. The mm-hmm. fall of 1996, I think. And um, we went to Ozark Christian College in Joplin, Missouri. And we where, where did we meet? Where was the first time we met? We met right outside one of the dormitories, Dennis Hall. That's I right. was on my way to the cafeteria. And you messed up my name. Well, the backstory of that is that you grew up in my... So my sister, Sonia, she married a youth pastor mm-hmm. and... He was the youth pastor at your church that you grew up in. Yeah. And so when you started talking about going to Ozark, my sister Sonia said, you ought to meet one of my brothers or you ought to meet my brothers. And then I think she specifically said, you should date one of my brothers. Yeah, she did. Because I was like, <laughs> no. But when you came to Ozark, I was dating somebody else. And I was dating someone else. And no, but I remember it was a couple of weeks into school and I was walking to the cafeteria and you were walking... You were in Dennis Hall, and so you're walking to your dorm, and I just said hello to you. said hello. You're and like, hey, are you Chris? Chris, Chris well, because Sonia had said to me, hey, you need to meet this girl, Kirsten. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. And and so I, I saw you, and I realized who you were, and I said, hey, are you Kirsten? I couldn't say your name. I remember. I, yeah. I kept Kirsten. And she said, yeah, Kirsten. Like, hey, I think you know my sister, Sonia. And you said, yeah, yeah, Keith, her husband's my youth minister. And I said, nice to meet you. And I think I was about it. We moved on. We moved on. Yep. And that was that. But we became friends that year. Yeah. We kind of ran in the same circles. Well, Joe worked for the same department that I worked for in the recruitment department. And we had the same boss. And so we ran into each other. I don't think we had any classes together. once in a while. So you came in. You were 19. You were 19 years old. I was 20. Because I remember... I remember... Not that long ago, like when did I? I mean, I met Kirsten. She was still a teenager. <laughs> you, were, you were still nineteen. You were nineteen, and and then, um, yeah, I think we were friends first. We were friends for quite a while. But see, I was dating somebody else. In fact, at the time, I was going to say, in fact, she stayed in my dorm room. She did, and I, you know, at the time, my thinking was maybe I've already met my wife, and and that this relationship was going to go somewhere, and. Uh, it did not. After about a year, it became pretty obvious that that this is our future is not going to be together. And we broke up the summer before my senior year. And you and I were buddies 
at that time. Oh, was that what you were buddies? We were buddies. We were buddies. <laughs> so it, we, so this other relationship I was in, it ended in the summertime before um, my senior year. It was August, yeah, July, August. And then, and then um, we had a work party together. And well, I came back to campus and we started school and then I came back of, single. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. I heard. Yeah. All, all the ladies heard. All the girls were like, All the hear? ladies heard that Joe was single. <laughs> That's so funny. First <laughs> Joe of all, is back on the market. One of your friends that you traveled with in the summer, her name was Dandy. Yeah. She came and said, did you hear <laughs> that Joe Williams is single again? And so we ended up going to a work party that night, I believe. Yeah. As buddies. No, we didn't go together. Well, we went as a group. And me and all my buddies. You, <laughs> you were in the car. <laughs> anyway, you ended up um, bringing me back to campus and you dropped everybody off at their dorms before me. Oh, yeah, that was on and purpose. You went out of your way to drop everybody yeah, else I went, off. Yeah, I went out of order. And I was like, why did he pass my dorm? That's weird. Anyway, so then after you dropped off everyone except me, you said, hey, guess, wait, wait, guess where Joe took me for the very first time? Abby, guess. Uh, ice cream. Sonic. Sonic. <laughs> I was close. Shocking. Shocking. I know. For I think everyone. I said, hey, you want to go get a Coke? Yep. So and there was a Sonic, Sonic about a mile or two from campus. Which I will say this. Coming from the Chicago area, we did not have Sonic. So I did not know about what Sonic was until I got to Joplin and everybody's like, you want to go to Sonic? And you know, at the time, I don't think I was really thinking about dating you or I just liked you. I mean, I liked you. We liked spending time together. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, and and that summer, that summer before school started. Well, here's the deal. So I knew my relationship had ended in the summer, and then as we were coming back to campus, we did a lot of. Um, well, let me think. I'm trying to think the details. Of that we had spent time together after I ended that relationship. Somehow, it's not like we just showed up. And it's like, hey, you want to go to Sonic with me? No, it was like we, we had spent time we together. In the same department. Yeah. We had we had spent a lot of time together um, in different ways. One of the ways we had spent some time together was in our recruitment department. We had to do some training. and It was a ropes that, course. Yeah. In that ropes course, um, you and I got stuck on the same log together for hours. Mm-hmm. Waiting on the rest of the team. And so we just... Chatted Sat it up. there and visited. Yeah. And got to know each other sitting on a log. Because I get, I don't remember the whole point of the whole obstacle course, but everybody had to go in a certain order. And Joe and I were not the next two people to go. And so they're like, you guys just sit on that log. And it was probably five or six feet up in the air. It wasn't like we could get super We couldn't leave. Yeah, we couldn't get off the log. Yeah. It was a great. We just sat and, and so talked. We just sat and talked. And that was one of the very first times. We were like Forrest Gump and Jenny sitting in the tree. We <laughs> talked for hours. <laughs> Me and Jenny. <laughs> We but was like peas and carrots. I would say that was probably in the the fall. You were still dating someone at the time. And so oh. by the time you got back to campus that fall and we went to Sonic, um, we had we were good friends by then. And yeah. so we started. I think I was liking you back then. We started hanging out more. We were definitely not dating. No. I knew better no. than that. We were just good friends. We went from buddies to good friends because at a small college where we went to, if you're even seen walking with somebody, it's like, oh, 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 are you guys together? What's going on here? 
<laughs> Joe was scared to death. So we hung out together for a while, and then um, we went on, I would say, maybe our first date in September, like officially by ourselves. Yep, I asked you out. Yeah. And we went out. Do you want to tell everybody where we went? <laughs> I took her to a movie. I'm embarrassed for you. (laughs) (laughs) I think I said, hey, you want to go to a movie? And I don't think you even cared what what movie. It was just like, yeah, let's go. I enjoyed spending time with you. So we went and saw G.I. Jane. G.I. Jane was the first movie we went to go see together. (laughs) Our first. It was. um, hmm. And we went to a coffee shop. A few embarrassing scenes in that movie. Yeah. And then then we went out for coffee and we just chatted. We did not have coffee. No, I had hot chocolate. Yeah. Because I don't like coffee. Yeah. But then it just kind of grew from there. No, the, then you dumped me. Well, I did. But we but 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 we were just good friends, so it's not right. really dumping. Well, you made sure that you did not want to spend any time with me anymore. No, I I, I think I needed to make sure that we define this relationship appropriately and it was good friends. All I know is your sister was mad. <sighs> well, Okay, so here's really, you want to know the gut level thing here? I was having a hard time getting over the the girl that I, that I was dating. Well, you been thought dating. you were going to marry her. Well, I thought that's where I was headed. For and, sure. And, and, and the reason we called it quits wasn't because we didn't like each other. Right. It was our, our life trajectory was heading in different directions. Mm-hmm. And I was heading into the ministry, and she didn't want anything to do with that life. And so I knew it couldn't go anywhere. So I was just struggling with that whole, you know, that relationship coming in, but I liked you, but it might, you know, I was caught in this weird in-between world. And so I just, at the time, it made sense to, we need to not be dating. And, um, and then, but here's the funny thing that happened. So then as soon as we, like, I was like, nah, we can't be dating. And, and, but then... It was like, well, dang, that was dumb. And I really missed hanging out with you. And then my mind really started thinking a lot more about you than the previous relationship. And my mind completely did a shift. It's like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm screwing this up. I need to, this is, this is not right. So here's where it all flips, flipped for me. I was preaching every weekend in a little town in, in Kansas and you were doing the hosting job for Ozark for their living Christmas tree or, mm-hmm. or you know, you I were was in charge of the house. Yes. So you had called me and left me a message when I got back. So I would go up there and preach and I would drive back. Um, this is before cell phones. So it's not like a text or anything. You left a message on my answering machine. An and, answering an machine. An answering machine. And she said, <laughs> hey, I could really use some extra help with stuff tonight. Do you mind helping me? I'm like, oh, and I was tired. I'm like, okay. So I came over and actually some people from the church I was serving at the time. beginning of December. Yeah. Some people from the church I was serving at the time, they, they came from Kansas to watch the Christmas tree. So I remember sitting with them and, and I don't know if I was helping you that day or not. You weren't. But I was there and then you walked through the lobby of the chapel and you were, I could see it said you're wearing this black dress and you just had your hair done up and you're all dudded up. And, and I saw you and I was like, wowzers. And I was just blown away by how beautiful you were. And I was like, what did I do? I just made the biggest mistake. I've done messed up, AA <laughs> Ron. And, um, and so I, I called over at you and said, hey, when you're free, come on, sit over with us. And you came and sat with us. The place was packed. 
And then, um, and I knew that night, I knew that night I had to rectify the situation. So then I just started asking you out and, and to Jim Bob's. No, I think I took you out for dinner one night yeah, and then, Bob's. and then remember the coupon book that I, that I won. <laughs> remember that? Yeah, the won. We burned through all those coupons, winning her back. <laughs> and, um, I remember my roommate going, he's playing you girl. He is playing you. <laughs> I was like, no, I, I really do think that things are better. No, girl, you need to watch it. He's playing you. But then in December, it was right after Christmas. Um, so you were you had gone home to Chicago for Christmas. Yep. And I missed you. You missed me. And so I called you up, and I'm like, why don't you come back from Christmas break early? Ironically, your sister was visiting yes. in Chicago and, and at I, church. And, and, and I'm like, why don't you come back to school early? Because I was still in Joplin, and my sister lived lives in Joplin, and you could stay with her. And I was like, and it was kind of a long shot. I didn't think you'd actually leave your family during Christmas break to come I back to school. I can't believe I left my family. And you're like, that sounds like a great idea. And I said, you can just ride back to campus with my sister, because she's up there right now. All I know, I don't know what conversations you had or battles you had to fight with your parents to make that happen. I don't even, I don't know if you even told me how that conversation went. All I know is you hopped into my sister's van and you rode back from Chicago to Joplin. And that is a podcast all on its own. <laughs> that van ride. <laughs> but anyway, but you came and you, you stayed with my sister for the rest of spring break. And then we just spent. It wasn't, it was Christmas break. I mean, I'm sorry, yep. Christmas break. And then we just, I mean, from there, I mean, mm-hmm. our relationship really blossomed. Yeah. And Except for the fact that when I got in town, you didn't answer your phone and you didn't call me, and I sat at your sister's oh, house. Twenty? For how many an years? Day. She okay, she still complains about this. And twenty. Your something. Sister was even like, "I'm sorry, I do okay. not know." I was is. working a job over Christmas break. I had a job my whole senior year, and I worked a double shift. I worked sixteen straight hours. I had Aww. worked. I had worked all the previous day, and I worked overnight. I didn't get off till eight o'clock in the morning. I was dead, and so I went home and I said, "I need to get a couple hours of sleep." You went to sleep. Sleep, knowing a girl drove all the way across the country <laughs> to see him. Well, not all the way across the country. I gotta go to bed now. Anyway, no, you're but right. eventually, eventually, once I was rested. So when I was there, then I ended up going to a missions trip. I had planned, so it was all part of the plan that you took me up to the airport in Kansas City. And yeah, that's right. So I think so we, we have spent, to spend a week together. So we stayed yeah. at your parents' house, and no, you stayed at my sister's house. No, that's right. Then you went to my parents' house. Yeah. That's right. I forgot. You that's stayed. When I found out your dad was a morning person, <laughs> and I am not. <laughs> what I remember so much is like that first night that you got to Joplin. We stayed out pretty late. I mean, I we, we were teenagers. We're college well, kids, twenties. And yeah. so, and I, and so, I knew you were staying at my dad's house. Yeah. And so, I don't. It was definitely past midnight, and and. Uh, and uh, I was living with my brother, and we had gone back to my brother's house, and me and you and Tim and I think one Dave, of the other roommates, yeah. we were watching a movie together. And it was past midnight. My phone, the phone rings. Like, hello, and my dad's like, uh, Joe. I'm like, hey, Dad. Well, um, it's getting kind of late, don't you think? Do you think Kirsten should come on back over here? And I'm like, Dad, don't worry about it. He goes, Well, we went to bed already, and I woke up and I saw her. Her light was on, and no one was here. I'm like, Dad, leave me alone. <laughs> anyway. I'll never forget him calling me like at 1230 in the morning. But so then we went to Kansas City. You dropped me off. I went to Haiti. That's right. You went on. That's right. You went on the mission trip. And then once you came back from the mission trip, 
our relationship really blossomed after. I mean, it really just took off and, and then things went really quick and, and, um, and we were, I was about to graduate because I was in my last semester and that was when we reached that real pivotal moment. I remember we were sitting in my car and I was dropping you off at the dorm and I was sitting here going, I was thinking it was at Sonic again. No, I know it was outside your dorm. And I, and I remember we were holding hands oh, and I just said, Hey, I, I, we got to figure something out. I'm graduating and you weren't graduating right. the same year as me. And I said, listen, I already have a job set up in Portland, Oregon. I'm, I'm going to graduate in May. And a few days later, I'm off for a whole year out in Portland. Now this is before social media. There's no FaceTime. There's no, this is a truly a long distance relationship. And I said, I don't know if it was our BT before text, before text. Yeah. And I, I remember saying to you very specifically, I was like, I love you, but I don't know if our relationship can stand a long distance distance because you were thinking at the time of of Going not coming yeah you were thinking about not coming back to Ozark for a year just take a year off and then go to Haiti and you really had a desire at that time to go work with that school down there and mm-hmm. and do whatever teach whatever mm-hmm. and uh, and I said um, I think if you go to Haiti and I go to Portland I don't think this thing's going to make it and I said so and I did something that thanks babe well think about where we were Lots back then of confidence in that relationship so I said so a we either call it off right now, yeah, or B, you drop everything, move to Oregon with me, and we and and make a go at this. And Kirsten chose door number or letter <laughs> B. She said, "I did. I an adventure, everything. an adventure to Portland, Oregon, with you." And we weren't engaged. Nope. Nothing. I just said, look, now obviously we didn't live together like that. You 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 were I gonna actually went home and talked my sister into dropping and going with and me you to guys Portland rented and a place out there rented a place together yep. and uh, lived about I don't know ten or fifteen minutes from Joe and I got a oh, job. Oh not that far. Well I got a job, minutes. she got a job. She went to school out there. And she went to school and That's right, you and your sister came out there. We did that's probably I mean before you did a ministry when you were a senior that I attended with you um, often. Yeah. You'd pick me up early in the morning on Sunday and we would drive about two hours. That's how I found out you're so ministry minded. And then we did this ministry together in Portland and so, and some great relationships to this day we still have. Oh yeah. I was interning at a large church out there. And and some of our college students. Oh yeah. Um, that we have um, that are now married and have kids too. And so um, social media has kind of brought us back with some of those people, but that's been fun. But yeah, so we did ministry together for a whole year know, out there. Yeah. Cause I didn't join you till August. You'd been out there for several months. I went out there for the whole summer and then you had a, did you do camp to, you had a camp team obligation. Committed. Yeah. Still. And then you flew out in August and, and you and your sister and joined me and, uh, and then, then we did get engaged. We got engaged in September. But in I September. remember your friends were like, don't go out there to Oregon with him. You don't have a ring on your finger. You're going out to Oregon without the promise of where this is going. And you're like, no, I just, I love him. And he said, come with me. And I said, yes, I'll go. <laughs> oh, and yeah, that's exactly so I look back, I, I think back on that season. It worked out. But I was 22 years old and you were 20. No, you're 21. Yeah. And I think we were just kids back then. You know, I think about our son, Neil, who's who's 18. well into 18 years. of. I mean, and I'm going, we were only a couple years older than this when we dropped everything, moved 2,000 miles away, dating, not even engaged, no guarantee of a future. And just, it was just in that, 
you know, just follow, just get on a wave and ride it. That's what we did. And it was fun. And so you moved out there. It was fun to live out in a place I'd never lived anywhere. I grew up in Chicago area my entire life. And so I'd never been anywhere else except when I went to college in, in Joplin. And honestly, I mean, my personal story there is I didn't want to go to Joplin. I didn't want to go to Ozark. And I really felt like God wanted me to go there. I really felt like the Holy Spirit was leading me there. And I was kind of kicking and screaming going because it was a culture difference. So the opportunity to go out to Oregon and see another part of the country that I've just heard is amazing was like, yeah, let's but, do it. But Why that's, not? that's always been you. That I, I, yeah. I mean, you've always been like, drop everything and go halfway around the world and see what happens. Okay. I'm in, you know, speaking of like uh, Forrest Gump, I made a Forrest Gump reference. So we just watched that with our boys the other day for the first time. They'd never seen it. And, um, not recommended. Well, I mean, you forget stuff when you haven't seen it for a few years, but you go, Oh, it was a great movie. They're like, Oh, yeah, I forgot about that part. I forgot. But anyway, so there's a scene where Jenny, she's like playing her guitar on the street and some guy in a Volkswagen bus comes up and goes, hey, anybody, <laughs> anybody want to go to California? And she's like, yeah, I'll go. He goes, far out. And she jumped in. <laughs> so I'm Jenny. Kirsten's a little bit like that. I'm like, yeah, let's do Kier- it. Kirsten's always looking for the next adventure. So that idea, that hence going to Haiti for a year. So that hence that. Yeah. I'm so anyway, it was, it was fun. And we did our, I think our year anniversary of dating. Um, we ended up going out for dinner that night and, um, that's right. It was our one year dating anniversary and you, um, I won't tell them all the story, but you, you did take me outside, um, and proposed on our bridge. Yeah. We ate at a restaurant that was right on the Willamette river. Yep. And there was a little bridge that kind of went out over the water. It was very picturesque. You had the Portland skylight skyline in the background and got down on one knee and popped the question. And what I say, you no said, way. But it was like, no way. But it was like, <laughs> it was like, no way. But I still said no. No, it was. That was my first. I got down on one knee and I said, I said, I said, Kirsten, you know how I feel about you. I love you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And. And, and then I opened up the ring box and I said, will you marry me? And you looked at the ring and you said, no way. And I'm like, excuse I, me. I, but it was like, no way. Like, yes way. I but it was no way that it was actually happening. Cause I, I don't know if I, I mean, we talked about it, but I, I don't know. I was, I think I was no way because you actually got the ring that I wanted. Yeah. So it was like, no way. I came through. I hit the home run. I definitely said yes. And so we planned a long distance wedding because we got married back in Chicago, um, in the Chicago area, I should say. And so um, that was like August, September. And we got engaged in September and we got married in June. So, yeah, that's. That's, That's how that went down. Now, how, how did we yeah. get off on that subject? Oh, it's Valentine's Day. So that was that. been like 20. See, we've been married to be 24 years. Or so it's a yeah. long time ago, but it doesn't feel like it's been 24 years ago. But I look back on it and all that's happened in our lives since then till now. You know, I I've always had this thought as I've gotten older that it's a good thing that God doesn't tell us in advance everything that he's going to put us through in life mm-hmm. because then we wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But I look back on it now and, and 
think about all the the great times, the hard times, you know, the ups and downs, the roller coaster that every marriage has. But it's been 24 years, hard to believe, but doesn't really feel that long ago, but then it does. It's been a good 24 years. It's been a good 24 years. Almost 24 years. years. Almost 24 years. You want to go for another 24? I know, right? Why don't we just aim for another 26 and make it an even 50? Well, hopefully we'll go longer than that. Yeah. I'm in it if you are. (laughs) We're all in. All in. That's all for today's show. We want to thank our amazing producer, Abby O'Brien. Be sure to check out our show notes and the links for things that we talked about today. And don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for joining us on Under Under the the Hood. Hood. Not a car show.